This podcast is all about learning more about ourselves by learning more about God. Each season, we explore topics that will make a difference in our faith. Ultimately, we want to point others to the one who saves, Jesus Christ. You know, Scripture tells us that we are to love God and love others, so let us be part of your journey of loving others to make a difference in our culture. Together, we can revitalize kindness. So in this episode, we talk about being ambassadors for Christ and how we are part of what is called the Ministry of Reconciliation. Scripture tells us that we are to we are a new creation in Christ, and we are commanded to tell others about Him, which, by the way, is the kindest thing that we can do in this life. For the best is yet to come. God is love. Welcome to Revitalized Kindness Podcast. My name is Dave Weaver. And I'm Yvette Walker. In this episode, we're just simply calling ambassadors. And so there's, but there's a lot in here, I think, that is concerning ambassadors. There's one quote in particular in the scripture that we're going to read. We're going to be in 2 Corinthians today, chapter 5, a little bit of that one, and a little bit of chapter 6. We're actually going to read about what we're called to be, but we're also going to talk about some of the characteristics of this. And, and when I was looking at this event, this reminded me a little bit part of this because part of what we're going to read when I cross reference some of the material or some of the scripture, it took me back to a scripture I believe we used last season for social media ethics and yes. just thinking about the character of uh, a person of God or a believer. And so mm-hmm. we're going to see that as we talk through this. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about what the Bible refers to and when Paul writes to the second or to the Corinthians, I'm about to say what he writes to the second Corinthians, when he writes to the people of Corinth, the second ones, uh, no, just <laughs> <laughs> when he writes to those people, it's like a movie, part one, part two. That's right. And these are, this is part two. All right. Anyway. So when he writes to them, he he mentions a thing called Ministry of Reconciliation. So we're just going to talk about that and just kind of unpack what that means. I think that's interesting, but it's something that we're a part of and we may not even realize it. I don't think it's, I think it's because we don't refer to it as that, but so this should be a good conversation. Um, okay, look, this is, we're going to do things a little different. A vet, she wants to read to me and you. And uh, so we're going to start by reading. And again, we're kind of setting up. Now, this is, again, we're in a season that's about biblical kindness. This is probably not at the top of the list. If you were to look online and say, hey, show me or go Google um, Bible verses about kindness. This probably isn't at the top of the list. So this is, and, and when I was telling Yvette, when we started, when I mentioned this verse to her, uh, I think it was last week. Um, as I was studying it, I kept thinking to myself, why did this one come to mind? And so again, as I was looking at it, it was it was it was hard for me to think about what's the overarching theme of this. And I really believe that is ministry. So sort of the o- overarching theme of this is ministry. And so we can minister in all aspects of life. We're not just talking about church here. 
We're talking about our homes. We're talking about our work life and such because we can minister to others wherever we are. So, Vet, we're going to start reading. Um, and for you, you at home, if you're following along, uh, we are reading the CSB version this morning or today, uh, Christian Standard Bible. And uh, we're going to start in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 16 through 21. From now on, then, we do not know anyone from a worldly perspective. Even if we have known Christ from a worldly perspective, Yet now we no longer know him in this way. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and see, the new has come. Everything is from God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. All right. So we've got this thing called ministry, or and, and as it refers here, when it says through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So just to clear that up, I'm going to read just a snippet of this article or an explanation rather. Uh, what ministry of reconciliation is. And of course it points back to this verse and we're in, this is second Corinthians five eighteen that it's speaking of. It says the ministry of reconciliation in second Corinthians five eighteen refers to the work believers have been given to do in the message they declare. You can have a restored relationship with God through Jesus. The verse says this, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That was probably in the ESV version. Um, but again, it, it refers to um, the work believers have been given to do and the message they declare. They declare. So basically, it's, it's taken the gospel, the word, the truth of the Bible, the good news, which is the gospel, of Jesus Christ. And what is the good news? Hey, we have hope in this world, um, as dreary as it may sound or look sometimes, because of what Christ has done for us. Mm -hmm. Despite my faults, which I have many, 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 many faults, despite, of course, my sin, which makes me have those faults, um, it, I, I'm saved. I'm saved from that. I can't save myself. And often we try to do that in life. Um, and that's what usually I think in a lot of time, a lot of times, especially those who, whether they are a believer or not to begin with, if they go through a rough patch in, in their life, they've done everything that they can to fix things and things keep unwinding and, and just falling apart on them. Then they hit this kind of end end of the road type scenario, or at least in their mind, it, it might be the end of the road for them. And we hope that people don't get there. If you're listening to this, you just know that there's hope outside of you um, and you're important. And that's why God did what he did. And he offered his son to save us from our sins. And so it's such good news in that. So good. Yeah, it's, it's great. And, the cool thing is, and we're going to do another, I want to do um, 
I want to define one other thing. But the cool thing is, is that God involves us in all that. God is um, this mighty God that can do all. He created all this, that, and the other, but he still, he loves us so much. And he wants that relationship with us that really in, 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 in so many ways, he wants us to be part of the reconciliation. Um, we can't cause it. We can't do it. Okay. So to understand God is sovereign. It's nothing we're really doing, but God allows us to be part of that nonetheless. And, um, which I think is a fascinating thing or a fascinating point as we look at the, the works of God and things like that. So reconciliation, uh, here's one definition of it, just to, just to make this even more clear. Uh, reconciliation is the end of the estrangement caused by original sin between God and humanity. And John Calvin described reconciliation, which John Calvin, if you're not familiar with him, he's one of the guys from what we call the Reformation. He's one of the guys that sort of broke off from England and, and those things and eventually caused or um, led, which led to the pilgrimage uh, to the Americas. Um, the long story short or short you know, anyway, but John Calvin described reconciliation as peace between humanity and God that results from the um, expiation of religious sin and the appropriation of God's wrath. So there's this word also in there. So I think Vet's going to read us Romans 8, 7 through 9 here. But the, in that definition, it says reconciliation is the end of the estrangement. What is that, you might ask? So um, estrangement means, so there's three words I've got here, um, disunity, separation, and even hos hostility. Mm. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. So read, read for us, if you will, Yvette, Romans chapter eight, verses seven through nine. The mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it is unable to do so. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. If anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Amen. Yeah. We can't do it without him. And that's really what that's talking about. If we go back to the beginnings of our, our us, and, and we look at the beginnings of, of scripture or the first book of the Bible, rather in Genesis, we see where at one time in the garden, and we talked about you know, a little bit of this in our episode about Adam and Eve, or speaking of the, what was it? The incest episode that we had, but, the things were perfect in the garden. There was unity uh, with God in the garden at one time until they went against what God said and they were tricked by the, the serpent. And then there there's where sin entered the world. And we know that in Genesis three talks about the fall of his creation. So if you go back and read that, you'll, you'll see that that, that is where this estrangement begins this separation, this disunity, and this hostility, because anything outside of, of God's 
law and word is really hostile to him because it is it's not something that he ordains. I mean, there's so many, there's so many good things. And we've talked about that. We've talked about all the good things of the Lord. And we're going to talk about some good things here in just a minute as we read through and and look at how in ministry we can we we need his spirit. And we got a couple episodes coming up, actually, just just after this, where we're going to talk about fruits of the spirit. It's specifically kindness, but we're going to kind of do this overall thing. But we're also going to talk about being quench or quenching the spirit. There's mm-hmm. two different things. So, but we need the spirit and, and, and in order to do these things and the spirit offers these, these fruits at, in, as a Christian, that's going to help us in ministry because ministry is tough, but we'll get to that. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. Now, vet, you had a, I think you had a little bit left to read in that passage from second Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Should I continue? No, that's good. Oh okay. uh, yeah. No, one more, one more. Yeah. One more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. All right. That's great. Um, so we're in ambassadors for Christ. So that's one one point that I want to make. One of the biggest points, really. Yeah. We represent. We got to represent. You've heard that before. We got to represent. <laughs> we <laughs> have to represent God. It's true. And represent Christ and all that we do. And, and look, the real of reals is that in life, life gets messy. We've talked about that before too. Mm-hmm. And it does, it gets messy. And sometimes we make, we make mistakes and we're not always great ambassadors. Let's just be honest. I mean, there are some people I look, there was, a, there was an episode that we never got to cover last season, but I thought about this as I was thinking through it. Remember when I mentioned, Hey, I want to do an episode about walking in the spirit. Yes. Uh, we, we talked about that. There was one, one particular person in, that I had in mind that I wanted to speak to on that and um, have it have on as a guest, but Hey, there, I know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to undermine any of us by any means. I'm just speaking from my own perspective here, but that this, this person that I was talking about, this lady, she is, I think she's walking in the spirit. And, and so I always got a great picture of what that really looked like as I looked at her, because she was the type of lady that like always was talking to God. Yep. And she was always listening. Okay. Mm-hmm. She was still enough to be able to hear what God would say. She was always in God's word, which is where a lot of times she heard from God. But I, I also, she always heard this little voice in, in the back of her head, um, if you will, that these things that she's like, okay, God's prompting me right now yep. to say this to this person. And I tell you about this lady had this, I don't want you, I don't, I don't know what you want to call it. I just saw a super connection with God, if you will, nearly every time, nearly every time I'd say a hundred percent of the time, really, she, she would type me a message at work. We worked at the same place and she would say, Hey, I was talking to God this morning and he wanted me to share this verse with you. She would share this verse with me 
and whatever it was that was going on in my life at the time, it was needed. Trust me. Mm -hmm. Like every time there was even one, one situation that makes me cry nearly every time, but I won't cry today. <laughs> she, she gave me, so historically she had always given me these verses and it was always hit it on the head. Right. Every time mm -hmm. I, read it, I was like, man, that is just what I needed to hear. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And I won't name her name, but thank you, um, lady mm -hmm. of God. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so there was this one time, though, she gave me this verse. I read it, and I didn't get it. I was like, I don't know. I don't understand. Maybe God, maybe maybe this is something for later, mm -hmm. later in the day, later in the week. Let me hold on to this, right? Right. Put a bookmarker in there in the Bible that I was looking at at the time. Months later, I had forgot months. about it. months later. I had forgot about this verse and it never came up. I guess I just never thought of it because nothing significant happened. But one day I was having a little, let's just say normal issue with one of my daughters. And I, and I wondered, like I was having one of those father moments where you know, I don't know if in, who's experienced this, but as a father or even as a mother, I suppose, but you know, your child always goes through these different stages and she was just going through a stage where I was wondering, like, does she love me as much as she used to love me? Cause I feel like, you know, she's becoming her own thinking. And, 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 and so the relationship was just changing a bit, which it will, of course. Um, there's always love there, but the, the relationships change. And I think it was just one of those scary moments as a father where I was just questioning things and feeling kind of down about it. So I'm looking in this scripture. I wanted to look up. I was reading something and I read this scripture. <clears throat> it was the scripture that this person shared with me. So I get this Bible out of my drawer. I have many Bibles, but it was just the one that was closest to me at the time. And I go to that particular scripture and there's a bookmarker and that bookmarker is a note from my, my daughter who says, I love you so much. Oh, oh, that's so sweet. And I didn't know why God showed me that verse that day, mm -hmm. but I opened the Bible. I put a bookmarker in there, which just happened to be one of those notes that she had given me. She's always given me some kind of notes. And I think at this point in our life, the notes had stopped. And so, you know, I was going, having one of my father moments and I would turn back to that same verse that this lady shared, shared with me. And there's that, that, that reminder. And I, I just know that was God. That was God because God knew exactly what I needed that, that mm -hmm. day. And that day was months later, mm -hmm. but he set that up. And so it's just, it's great to see people that are walking in the spirit because there's joy in their life, no matter how hard things can be, they, they, they do show joy. Mm -hmm. They show positivity towards others. They're always trying to pray for others and things like that. So ministry is so important. Go ahead. It is hard. And let me just point out, I know, I know someone, when you were describing the lady, I know someone just like that. And let me point out that while they're walking in joy, cause you know, that's my thing. Mm -hmm. Their lives are not always easy. That's right. Like my lady who's walking in the spirit. She said a lot of health problems, but she wouldn't know it because of the ministry work that she does. That's right. 
Yeah, we're we're here to touch other people's lives. And mm-hmm. so this ministry of reconciliation that he's talking about in Second Corinthians five is just we, we need to own that. We need to be ambassadors for God in every aspect yeah. of our life. And I'm just a reminder, again, going back to my sort of my original point, there's a lot of us out there like myself, they're just not always walking in that spirit that we need to be. Mm-hmm. And I need to be accountable for that. Um, and I talk about being kind and revitalize kindness. Hey, there are moments in my life where I don't, I don't fit that bill. I'm just going to be honest with you. Of course we all do. Yeah. But I get conviction from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in many ways, the Holy spirit will, will speak to you though, and convict your heart. And, um, as you draw closer to God. And so, although we may not live, uh, let's we'll say quote unquote, sort of perfectly. And I think the world looks at Christians like that though. See my, my friend that I was talking about, I think they think that's what it should look like. If you talk about mm-hmm. your God and this and that and the other, then you should always be that, that person. And look, I'm not going to take anything away from her because I love the way that she is. And she has touched so many people just because of the character that she shows that godly character that she is always showing and it is always flowing around her. But people will point to Christians and say, Hey, that wasn't very Christian, that kind of thing. And so don't get discouraged in any of that. Um, and, and, and people have walked away from the faith just because of how people are right. Um, other Christians have been towards one another. And I think we've spoke about that in the last season when we had an episode called um, being hurt or is being hurt by the church. Yeah, we were church, talking about that hurt. topic with yeah. Church hurt with uh, Scott Disler, who we spoke to last season. It's a real thing. And, and, and uh, Christians hurt other Christians and Christians hurt non-Christians. And when we hurt people that are not believers, we really hurt our opportunities of being an ambassador for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause and in, in those moments, we're really not being an ambassador. All right, I'm going to start reading in, uh, we're going to continue. So that was the end of the the chapter of five and second Corinthians and second Corinthians six, I'm going to read through verses one through 13. So to continue, it says working together with him, we also appeal to you. Don't receive the grace of God in vain. For he says at an acceptable time, I listened to you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you see now, see now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. So now we're going to get into talking about this, this character of Paul's ministry. And I think this should be a reflection of how we should look at ministry too. It says this, we are not given anyone an occasion for offense so that the ministry will not be blamed. Instead, as God's ministers, we commend ourselves in everything by great endurance by afflictions, by hardships, by difficulties, by beatings, by imprisonments, by riots, by labors, by sleepless nights, and by times of hunger. All these things seem really, really bad, right? So just to say that ministry is not easy. It's not easy at all. All those things mentioned are things that Paul and others that were following Christ in those days went through. And again, they were in prison. There were riots and 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 sleepless nights. They sometimes didn't have a place to lay their head. 
even Christ didn't have a place to lay his head sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it continues. It says, by purity and by knowledge, by patience and by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth and by the power of God, through weapons of righteousness for the right hand and the left, through glory and dishonor, through slander and good report, as being disciplined, yet not killed, as grieving, yet always rejoicing. There goes joy again. As poor, yet enriching many. As having nothing, yet possessing everything. We have spoken openly to you, Corinthians, Paul says, our heart has been opened wide. We are not withholding our affection from you, but you are withholding withholding yours from us. I speak as to my children as a proper response. Open your heart to us. And so there's kind of this plea to the Corinthians. And just to say that, look, he's just given them a picture of what ministry has kind of looked like mm-hmm. for them. And, but it's by all these things, things and and one of those things is kindness um and you've got the holy spirit there by knowledge and by patience by purity so many so many things that it was was essential in ministry in order for it to kind of continue in the way that it should and in, in order to be a true ambassador for christ you know next i think the next episode we're going to talk about the fruit of the spirit and one of the articles I was looking at actually points back to this verse because it just makes a point that, Hey, again, ministry is tough and and it is easy to love people that love you back, but it, and I'm going to rephrase, I'm going to kind of like put this in my own words, but it takes, well, sort of, it takes an act of God more or less, or, things of God, like the Holy Spirit, to um, help us to love others that or love people that don't love us back. Mm-hmm. And so it is, it is, it's always, it's easy to love like family members. I mean, everybody has maybe one family member, right? Mm-hmm. That might be hard to love. And so it's easy to love the others. You might have a friend that way. It may not be a family member. Maybe not everybody's got that family member, but you got a friend, you've got somebody probably in your past, even if we have to go all the way back to high school, potentially, that was somebody that you wanted to like, but it was just hard to. Um, and ministry can be like that, but we can't just, and that's the funny thing, though, about ministry, we just can't overlook people we don't like. I mean, mm-hmm. what? that's not, it's not the way it works. Um, it's it may not be being the, Christ-like. No, it's not being Christ-like at all. <laughs> Um, you know, it's like that picture of, uh, it's the parable and I forget where it is right now, probably in Matthew, but there's the parable of the, the one street, the one sheep that goes astray Mm -hmm. and and Jesus, the shepherd, the good shepherd, what does he do? He goes to 99, leaves the 99 and, and goes to the one. And sometimes that's just the way ministry looks. And often that's the way ministry looks. I mean, that's, I just, I like this scripture though, because it, again, it, it just, it ties in how we should be 
ambassadors for God. So we should be speaking. And, and when I was reading this too, this kind of reminds me of kind of like this overarching theme of what this podcast is all about, because, you know, we've said it before and I had it probably one of the intros at one point, but just talking about how we are revitalized through Christ and what he did for us. And, you know, um, and because we're revitalized or made new, because that was in uh, the, the scripture that Yvette read, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and see the new has come. So there is this new us, this new creation, and it's through Christ. And God has given us this, this sort of this ministry where we're supposed to be ambassadors for him and share the good word and share the, share the gospel. Um, and so it's just fascinating how this sort of like, it, it, again, it reminds me of what this, this podcast is about in, in a sense. It's just a reminder. And we try to remind people almost weekly as we talk about, we try to tie in either the gospel or of course kindness, but it's because of God's kindness that we're, we're saved in the first place. There's even a scripture in, in, the, in, in, in the Bible. We'll probably cover it later in the season here. But it says God's kindness um, leads us to repentance. Mm. And so it's, it's by his kindness that we are, well, it, it takes kindness from him in order for, for him to, the love that he has for us to show us a way or to have a, a way that we can be reconciled. Um, because of that, though, we are to love others, just as Jesus said, those are the great commandments. So, yeah, just a great uh, scripture, I think, to kind of think through. And, and again, this is this is a, a season about what is biblical kindness. And so a big part of that, of course, when we think of scripture and uh, we can't help but think of ministry. And when we think of ministry, I think we need to remember um we need to take ourselves out of it sometimes and really think about like, let's like, let God lead, um, allow God in our lives to work so that the fruits of the spirit will, will show, mm -hmm. you know, patience and kindness, all those things that we're, and we're going to talk about those, I think next, next time on the podcast, but yeah, it just, we need to allow God to work in our lives in that way. Um, Yvette, do you have any other thoughts about this, this wonderful topic of just, again, being an ambassador for Christ and ministry and how our character should be, which kindness is part of that, should be a big part of our ministry? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's such a good topic. And when you were talking about, you know, ministry and like the pastor being such a lonely position, you know, it reminded me, that's why I think we see a lot of husband and wife um, duos, I guess you could say at many churches, I can only imagine that, you know, just having that support of someone who understands what you're going through just would be so helpful on the other yeah. end, not the pastor, but say the people who are involved in the church, you know, when the pastor has to go to the, to the one, sometimes the 99 feel a little bit left out. The people who are serving, the people who are very involved, and sometimes, you know, as, as someone who's, who's a server and very involved, we, we look to our volunteers to do so much. And sometimes, you know, they don't always, 
I mean, I know my church really does spend a lot of time trying to give them credit and, and recognition, but you know, sometimes you just have to, to, to get it done because that's what needs right. to be done. Um, and so that could feel like a lonely thing too, but if we're ambassadors for Christ, we don't have to rely on other people's praise or other people's support because we have, mm. we have Christ. I mean, we, you know, we yeah. can count on, on him. We can count on being filled with what we need from the Holy spirit. So whether or not, you know, this is just something that I was thinking about whether or not you are actually, you have a job in ministry, or even if you just are a volunteer and you spend a lot of your time serving, um, I think you can feel, you can feel lonely sometimes, but we have to know yeah. that we, we can rely on, we can rely on the spirit. We can rely on Christ um, in mm. those times. And basically, you know, you know why you're doing it. You're doing it because we're trying to be ambassadors. We're trying to bring more people to Christ. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I had somebody recently reach out to me and just saying, Hey, how do I know that I'm being called? by God to do something. And I just reminded them when I was talking to them, because I went through this too. I went through a period in my life where I was like, okay, I feel like I'm being called. I think naturally sometimes when you, when, sometimes for some people, not everybody, but for me at least, <clears throat> when I felt that I was being called, sort of the automatic thing was, okay, I need to go to seminary, right? That's mm -hmm. that first, first and foremost, I need to go to seminary. But I had some key people in my life, including pastors, especially pastors, uh, which is interesting, remind me that, A, your biggest ministry, if you're in the, if you're in the workforce and you're working a, a nine to five, an eight to five job, whatever shift you work, but if you're working in the public, basically, you have more opportunities than I have. This is a pastor speaking to me. Mm -hmm. So we can have ministry wherever, if we're being called and I was, when I was talking to this gentleman, I said, look, this is the thing that I always struggled with going to seminary and, and look, this is, might be one of my faults, one of my faith faults, if you will, taking a leap of faith, but I always struggled with just the cost of it. I'll just be honest the, the, the cost of seminary is outrageous um, I, I, in my opinion and maybe not to others, but it's a lot of money, and, and most of the time, it depends on what seminary you go to, but believe it or not, and some people may not even realize this, <clears throat> some seminaries will not allow you to do um, get loans. Oh, really? Can't go through FSA. Forget FSA. So some some of the ones I was looking at wouldn't even allow that. Well, there you go. And then so that was like, okay. I, I was getting some college um, help or Pell Grants or whatever for some other schooling that I was doing not too long ago. So I figured, hey, I'll be able to get some help here. But I, and so anyway, sometimes that is the, the, the natural course of things for, for some people, though. So think that we need to go to seminary. And so the point is, is that God is... is God can call us in the ministry just anywhere. We talked recently mm -hmm. to a gentleman where his suffering, and if you you know check out the previous episode or of uh, with Mark Sowersby, sometimes suffering can be our ministry, or the suffering we have went through can become a ministry for us and a very powerful ministry. Mm -hmm. I was telling this gentleman that I was talking to um, 
last week that um, anything like he was, he was describing some things that he had been through. He went through one period in his life in particular where he felt like there was no hope. And he, he, he even crossed his mind that maybe I should take my life. Wow. Um, you know, and I think that's why we kindness is, is so important. In Essential. Minutes. Yes. You don't know what people are going through, mm-hmm. but, but the point being though, he made it through it. Glory to God. He yeah. made it through it. And now he's talking about, uh, doing a ministry about hope, just about hope. We do, you do one on joy. I do one on kindness. And so he wants to do something surrounding just the thought of hope. And it, sounded a little uh, hesitant that reminded him I was like look hope is what everybody needs and I hear it so much uh, yeah. we we all need hope in this world and this world's just it's crazy anymore and I, I know every generation said it so you've had you know all the old timers would say it's better in my day or this that and the other but we always we always say that things were different or you know, we're always trying to contrast times and places and things like that. But point being is that I think that we live in just a, an interesting time where, um, the church in America, I I don't know what's going on with the church in America. We, for example, and what I mean by that is, you know, we hear about some of these great denominations or whatever, and then all of a sudden, and they do all these great things in the world, but then you've got closed behind the behind closed doors. You've got all these sexual allocations going towards certain, uh, you know, that's discouraging, it not is. just not only for believers, but for the world who might reach out to, uh, or when they need, when they need that message of hope, who are they going to reach out to? Probably somebody within a church or of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just really stinks because I, I know that, um, you know, we, we, that's why I say ministry is tough. I mean, we, we have got to be endure through ministry, but we have to remember that we are different. Um, yes. when we look the same and we were no different than the world, then our, our ministries can fall apart. Um, but the whole point is just, I think if you, if you feel a calling though, in your life, it doesn't always have to equal seminary. Um, just think about what God, um, sometimes we're good at certain things. Sometimes we have gifts. Sometimes we've just been through something that we can speak on better than anybody else because we understand. I was telling him, I was a partier, uh, played in rock bands. I understand that scene. I probably think that I could use that, that gift, or I want to say that's a gift, but that experience. Mm-hmm. And I, but I could use it as a gift and talking to others, kind of like the guy from corn. I don't know if you know who corn is. Do yeah. You know who, okay. Yeah. Sort of like the guy from corn. What's his name? Brian Welch. Is it Brian Welch? Who is, uh, who is a Christian now, or well, he's been a Christian for a while. And he left corn for a little while. And now he's back. He, he, he does play with corn and, and their music's definitely not godly by 
but he spends his time after before and after concerts talking to the concert goers about Christ. And so he uses this, this great platform that God's gave him. So ministry can be anywhere and everywhere, um, wherever God puts you, you know, uh, there's just a lot of opportunity out there. So true. Um, all right, we'll, we'll land this plane, but just again, just kind of in, in to recap, we are ambassadors for Christ and we should act as such. Mm-hmm. Kindness is a big part of that. We need help from the Holy Spirit, of course, in everything. He shows us, he, he shows us, he leads us, he can convict us. Um, but I, I think just as in Paul's ministry and Paul always kind of referred to as maybe the great apostle, he would say, nope, that's not the case. But a lot of us would look at him as the great apostle just because he wrote so much of the New Testament, those kinds of things. But he's there to remind us that there was not really a lot of glory for themselves in ministry. They went through a lot. They they had the beatings. They they were imprisoned. There, there were all these things that we wouldn't. If we heard, hey, get into ministry, these things can happen to you. We were like, okay, see you later. I'm going to go watch a movie now. I'm going to turn Netflix on and eat potato chips, which sounds good. But because I do that a lot. Okay. I'm just getting <laughs> going, going to the left field again. Um, but he just reminds us again that all these things, these are, this is the bad part. So we need to uh, lean on patience and kindness, uh, the Holy Spirit, and it says sincere love by the word of truth, by the power of God. That That's the thing, by the power of God. So if you are alive, if you are breathing and you are a Christian, you should be a minister of the faith. And again, minister doesn't always equate a degree. It just means that you have been elected by God to be part of that ministry of reconciliation where we are just telling others about Him. It's part of the Great Commission, and it should be a part of our lives each and every day. I really like kindness because it helps people.